Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Vision integration means everyone is on the same page, moving in the same direction while doing their individual parts. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with me today. We're going to do our second podcast on vision today. And we're going to talk about vision integration. And uh, this will be some thought-provoking ideas about having one picture, doing one thing, rather than going in many different directions and doing different things. So let's talk about this, vision integration. That You know, when you talk about integration, you talk about making things one. Uh, You know, I am not an IT person, I am not a software person, but I do know this, that, you know, the problems I tend to have when installing things and doing things is that they are not integrating. They are not speaking uh, the same language. They don't understand what one thing is trying to do as opposed to the other. So in integration, we are on the same page. Think about this. When it comes to church vision, the church is described in the scripture as a body. So we have obviously many parts, and those parts are required to work together. When those parts work together, then we have health. When those parts do not work together, we have dis-ease. Dis-ease. We're not at ease. There is something malfunctioning in our body because we're not cooperating even though our parts are very diverse in what they individually accomplish. They are all trying to accomplish that one thing. So here's one of the test of visions or the way to understand is your vision integrated. So let's say in a local church, you have a mission vision, you have a discipleship vision, you have an outreach vision, you have a vision uh, for world missions. You have you have very clear missional directives, but if they're not integrated, in some churches, they turn into a competition. Like, we're going to spend our money over here. Oh, no, no, we're going to spend our money over here. No, we're going to spend our time over here. No, we're going to put our best people over here. So if we don't see the big picture, that will be competitive from somebody looking on. So the first thing that integration does is it causes all the resources, the time, the talent, the treasure, it causes them all to cooperate for whatever is being brought forth. The second thing it'll do, it'll cause them to compensate. In other words, if there's a weakness somewhere, part of that vision will kick in and help somebody. Uh, You know, when you have a limp in one leg, your other leg picks up the slack, right? That type of thing. One hand is hurting, the other hand uh, compensates and does what it can because the purpose of the other hand that's not working so well is still valid and needed. And then the third would be that they complement each other. When they're being presented, people don't feel, oh my, there's a conflict, but there's a complement. And when you feel like you have that conflict, then you've got to go back to the vision casting role and say, are we being clear enough so people understand 
This is not a conflict of what we're doing, uh, but is a complement to what we're doing. Years ago, you know, I've been involved in the Soviet Union or the ex-Soviet Union for many years. We are knee-deep in the Ukraine right now, an ex-Soviet satellite state. But, you know, one of the ways that happened was, number one, I had a personal kind of encounter with the Lord, not kind of, I did, in uh, the spring of 1979, where I looked at the the world map and saw the Iron Curtain, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're going to go behind there. I had no idea how that was going to happen. Then I had a couple come into the church, Aaron and Jan, and uh, he was traveling internationally for a, a major uh, company, and he was uh, going into the Scandinavian countries, and those Scandinavian countries had firsthand contact with Soviet countries. They were able to go across the Baltic Sea. I never said a word to him. He approached me one day and said, do you have any interest or heart to go to these Soviet bloc countries, these Baltic state countries especially, like Lithuania, Latvia, Estonia, etc.? And I said, oh yeah, I, I do. And he started talking to me about he had something in his heart too. I said, well, let's meet together and pray. And so we did. And we prayed every week. We prayed every Friday together for a year. Now, what I wanted to do is I wanted to hear his vision, number one. Number two, I wanted to make sure he heard my vision and that whatever vision we had was integrated into the vision of the church. The reason a lot of visions fail, a lot of good ideas fail in local churches is they're never integrated. It's just this guy's idea. And it's not that it's inconsistent with the vision of the church. Obviously, you wouldn't be doing it, but it's not been integrated. It's not not been thought through. It's not been put into the hearts of people. It's not had a full consideration and presented in light of everything else we're doing. So after a year, I realized, hey, we are really on the same page. This vision is really integrated. And so I cast that vision out to the church to people that might want to be interested in making a trip. And at that time, that was a big deal into the Soviet Union. And and we had some folks show up to a meeting. I'd say there were maybe 10 or 12 of us. It wasn't, you know, we, we weren't starting an avalanche, that's for sure. But we took some time and we talked about the needs, the opportunities, the the way to get into the Soviet Union, which at that time was you know a little more, it was a lot harder to get in. And uh, so we began to pray, and then we got other people involved. And I would share bits and pieces of that with our leaders, of course. So there was buy-in, but with the church on a Sunday and writing articles in our newsletters and things like that to get integration. So when we were talking about winning souls and making disciples, when we were talking about reaching people, this was all integrated. And now it wasn't going to be a standalone mission. It wasn't going to be, you know, Keith's idea. It wasn't going to be Aaron and uh, Jan's idea. It was going to be everybody's idea. We were going to have ownership of that. We, We integrated that into the nature of our church. And so over the next number of years, we had churches from all over the country come to get trained to go into the Soviet Union because we had developed a very good model of getting in and making contact and doing what we needed to do mission-wise and then building those key relationships. So that's what started my involvement 
in what was then the Soviet Union. Uh, it was mission integration. So I learned a lot about mission integration from that process because our whole church bought into that. There was momentum, even from the people who who weren't going, they weren't praying about going, they had no interest in going, but they didn't see that as competition for the church's dollars. They didn't see that as competition for the pastor's attention. They didn't see that as competition when we were bringing people in, uh, were coming in from out of town on training weekends, uh, and they were housing in their homes. They, they were... They were contributing. They were buying into that vision. There was vision integration. So uh, maybe the thing to do is look at especially the departments and the, the specific things that is important in your vision. And we could go through them, you know, discipleship and evangelism and youth ministry and children's ministry and women's ministry and small groups. I mean, worship, go through that list. What are the major things our church does and is there really integration in them? Are we doing them and just recruiting workers? Or are we sharing with the church how critical it is for us to do them? You know, when I was a pastor, every once in a while, Penny would get up and just share the vision for children's workers, primarily nursery, because that's where a lot of churches seem to stumble. You know, and I got to tell you, we really never had a problem having nursery workers because Penny would cast vision of how that was integrated to everything else we were doing and the critical nature of that. And uh, she would hold a meeting and people would come and she'd lay out how we were doing it. And we tweaked that and rolled with that from time to time. But we connected it not just to the need. We need a bunch of people who wipe noses and change poopy diapers. That's not a vision. That's a need, Okay. Uh, it's okay to present needs within the context of vision, but you know, like right now we're going into the Ukraine. I'm telling you, I have a burning vision in my heart to make history, his story that 40 years from now, that 30 years from now, when we're long forgotten, there will be people there that were impacted by the gospel because in the worst of times, Jesus Christ was presented that his church showed up. Now to do that, we got to feed people. We got, we got to house people. We got to keep people warm, okay? So we're integrating that vision. In your own life, where people feel conflicted is the conflict comes from the inside because they've not integrated their own vision. They don't understand how they're going to uh, have little babies and they're still going to be involved in ministry. Uh, and they look at that as two separate compartments. They don't understand how they're going to be involved in ministry, but they're working 60 hours a week. They've got that segregated into two different departments. So you've got to really integrate those things. You've got to bring them together. Say, what is the big picture? I know I got functions. I always tell people I still got to cut the grass. I still got to change oil and I still got to stop at red lights. You know, life is still happening around me, but I've got to integrate. That's a that's a challenge for me because I, I feel like sometimes I've got so many plates in the air. Not sometimes, like my whole life, I've had so many plates in there. And the thing that has kept me, I think, somewhat in balance on that tightrope is just integrating, seeing where this part fit and reminding myself why this part is so important. Hey, this is all vision integration. Have a, have a conversation with the people around you 
about vision integration in your own life. Have a conversation with church leadership about vision integration. And and uh, in my next podcast, I'm going to talk about how you do that. How do you actually integrate that vision with people? Okay. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. So enjoy and share it with somebody. Blessings. Vision integration causes our resources to cooperate with one another, compensate for each other, and complement one another. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.